Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us today is senior editor with the Weekly Standard, Lee Smith. And Lee, I was in a pretty good mood today until I read your latest piece on what really has been happening between the Obama administration and the Iranians, and now not so much. I'm, I'm sorry about that, Michael. You, you took <laughs> the joy right out of my Thanksgivinga, right on the spot. Uh, yes, it's... it's um I, I think it's quite alarming, and uh, I think well, the point of my most recent piece is to say that it, it should be alarming to our regional allies, our longtime regional um, partners, uh, particularly Israel and Saudi Arabia. What's unclear, however, is, look, as I say, it, it, is, um, it is quite alarming, and so have they actually processed what's happened? I think, it, I think it's very hard for many American observers to process precisely what's happened. But the case I make is that the president has um, has effectively switched sides. I don't know if he's necessarily doing this to hurt our longtime regional partners, or he just believes in a, a concept of multipolarity, in which case the region will be safer the more that he can sort of uh, downgrade our uh, our past partners and upgrade our most recent partner, the Islamic Republic of Iran, and all these people will manage to coexist. It will be difficult. It will be a struggle at first, but eventually they'll learn to live with each other. Well, I, Lee, I the, the part to me that put this all in context was when you mm -hmm. explain what must have been happening regarding Syria. Now right. that we know about these uh, secret negotiations going on between right. the Obama administration and Iran at the time. Mm -hmm. I, I think the, um, you know, we saw this story uh, come out this weekend. Uh, it was reported by the AP. And, and by the way, this might be unfair. Um, it's an excellent story, but I think that we should be very, uh, very sparing in our praise of the Associated Press for this particular piece of reporting. Since they, it seems that they waited for this to be confirmed. They've had this story for a while, but they waited for it to be confirmed. And finally, the story was published after the deal was already signed. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I think that this piece might have actually done some damage to the administration had it come out before maybe say damage is unfair but it would have alerted certain people to certain things that were happening but the fact that we know that these secret u.s iran negotiations were going on should make us reevaluate now the last at least the last two and a half years of american policy in the middle east particularly focused on syria a lot of the different things that we've seen happening now um, take on a different take on a different meaning, and of course, this also has to do with Iran negotiations. For instance, insofar as when Rouhani was elected president in June, and uh, many people, both in the administration and various administration surrogates, were saying, "What an exciting opportunity to deal with a a moderate like Rouhani. This represents a real opening." He's so different from all the hardliners like Ahmadinejad. Well, as it turns out, the administration was actually conducting negotiations with the so-called hardliners. So all this nonsense uh, about how the election of a moderate showed an opportunity, uh, uh, an opportunity that had to be picked up on, was absolute nonsense. So, Lee, what does the fact that the president was negotiating with the Iranians during this Syrian crisis when the Russians step in, what does knowing that was going on in the background tell us about right. what limits the president had already put on himself before this right. amazing moment where we suddenly found yeah. peace and love? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that what we see is we have, to, again, it's a matter of reevaluating what we know happened and what we saw. I think probably the Russian role was not as significant as it appeared to have been at the time. I think that 
Um, it seems to me that Obama was never going to strike Bashar al-Assad or regime targets, believing that had he attacked an Iranian ally, this might have driven the Iranians away from the negotiating table. So I think there was, I mean, I think it was a matter of smoke and mirrors back at the time. And a lot of the other things that we heard coming out of the, uh, you know, out of different briefings and different leagues, like, well, the president really changed his mind when he was walking the Rose Garden right. with Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough. I mean, now it reads like it's absolute nonsense. We know that the president never wanted to hit, it appeared at the time he didn't want to hit Syria, but now we know exactly why he didn't want to hit Syrian targets, because he was negotiating with the Iranians, and he was afraid of driving them away from the table. What about the argument that having the Iranians as a rogue, working under sanctions, you know, keeping them in this place of pain, if you will, was always going to have a certain level of instability. It's going to encourage their worst, uh, you know, actions, uh, as opposed to the president bringing them more closely into the community of nations and their allies around them. And, uh, you know, everyone will, they may not appreciate how he's doing it, but Israel and Saudi Arabia will actually be safer thanks to the president. What about that argument? Well, I I agree that this is the president's, I mean, this is how how the president and his um, aides, and again, different surrogates in the press have sold it. The region will be more stable. Uh, people will be safer, the, even though Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is shooting his mouth off and complaining left and right. The reality is that this is going to make um, them much safer and the region much more stable. I, I mean, I think it's nonsense. The, the Iranians are a dangerous influence in the region. Um, and to reward them for having done nothing and to reward them for promises and uh, prospective Perspective fulfillment. I, I mean, I, I think it's outrageous. I think, I think, among other, it's not just incompetent policy making. It's also incompetent negotiating. And the idea that you go to the table and you look that eager to make a deal, you're going to wind up with a very bad deal or one that is tilted entirely against you. And I believe this one is tilted against them. I think that the sanction re- sanctions regime at this point is finished. I think that sanctions were probably overstated from the beginning. Uh, and we see how the administration used sanctions and talk of sanctions to isolate the Israelis and to take military, to take the military option off the table. I, I mean, I, I think that uh, I think we're backpedaling. I think our side. I think the good guys are in big trouble right now. The uh, the the Iranians are still funding Hezbollah. They're still yes. funding Hamas. They're still making. Uh, enriched uranium, although not enriched at the 20%, only down at, what, the 25 3.5. 3.5, but they're still enriching, right? Yeah. They still have their existing centrifuges. Uh, we still don't know exactly what's going on in that one most problematic location, uh, Pin- Pinchon, I'm mispronouncing it, I'm sure, but uh, one of their key military locations. Uh-huh. So what is it that we did get <laughs> out of all of we, this? We got nothing. But I think it's important to understand we didn't want anything, right? I mean, what the president wanted was a certain amount of cover to be able to sell this to allies and to be able to sell it, to, including some European allies. I think the Europeans are probably much less upset about this than the Saudis and the Israelis are. But I think that the president basically thought 
Look, they've been saying effectively for several years now, there's no problem with an Iranian nuclear program. Every time the president said the plan is to, or the policy is to prevent, not contain an Iranian nuclear program, he said this, and out of the other side of his mouth, he's saying something else. All the different leaks that were coming out of the administration, all the other plans, all the other projects that were coming out of the administration at the same time should have tipped off anyone who was paying attention that the president thought it was okay for the Iranians to have a bomb. I mean, if you saw the different, what was coming out of the Joint Chief of Staff, like different military officials, well, as it turns out, we can't really stop the Iranians from building a bomb, or we can only set them back by a year to three years. We can't stop it from happening. All of the information that was coming out of the administration was saying all the time, we're not going to stop it, so we're just going to find a way to make it possible with the least amount of pain to our allies. That's all that happened. We didn't want anything from the deal, aside from that, as just paper to stick it to our allies. And so finally, how do our allies respond? How do, does Israel respond? How do the Arabs respond? Uh, I, mean, I, I, and I certainly can't advise our allies on how to respond. I think that one of the things that they have to do is what, is what, uh, what others have to do as well. Wake up and realize that, this is, that what, it had, what it's looked like for the last several years has really happened. The president uh, wanted a strategic realignment in the Middle East. He wanted to go against our traditional allies. And this is actually what happened. I, saw, I think the first thing is for these traditional allies, Israel, Saudi Arabia, various other Arab allies, to recognize what's happened, then to make their decision from there. To realize, as I wrote my article uh, you know, on our website today, saying to act against the Iranians at this point is no longer to simply go without the United States, it's to go against the United States. That's a big deal. And that may take some time to process. <laughs> it's, it's a different reality. And on that high, happy note, <laughs> we wrap up our conversation with Lee Smith here on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.